Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning gamers. Good morning gamers. Good morning bossaroos. How tired on a scale of one to tired are you? Very. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. Both Ashton and I messaged this morning and said, oh we're going to take an hour back this yeah. morning just at the last minute. Like, I, wo- I like woke up myself at like quarter past eight and I was like, I physically cannot get out of bed. I need another hour. <laughs> like, I didn't take an hour this morning. As we alluded to on last week's podcast, we began shooting our video game this week. Mm-hmm. We are recording early again because we've got several days of shooting. Today is Wednesday at the time of recording it is. and we've only been shooting for one day and it wiped us out yeah uh, <laughs> so we are dying. tired we're squeezing a lot into a very short amount of time and it appears so far that we are probably going to overrun and need to shoot over more days next week mm-hmm. uh, but hey we've got some stuff on on what's we've it, on made film now some that's the video phrase. game at this point yeah so video game it's like five percent done but that's more than it was before it was so uh so it's a high energy uh fructose corn syrup <laughs> podcast today mm-hmm. we are ready and raring to go to talk to you about the video games and uh in order to do that we need to have these lights on and in order to have these lights on we need a very real sponsor that is video game adjacent i believe ashton matthews has the sponsor do you see him peter do you see dead island 2 the spider i don't don't. see him as soon as i turn that heater off by the way i'm suddenly really cold again can Uh, i turn it on but like on a low heat sure go for it cook over over medium heat for 20 minutes okay Go ahead, Ashton. What you got? Um, so you guys may remember a little while ago there was a remaster of a game that came out. It's like a spooky game, um, where there's just a guy and he's having spooks done to him. You remember? In Raccoon City Police Station? No, 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 no. uh, Where else? In In a massive asylum? No, in like a spooky woods. Spooky Woods. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and there's another. The sequel for that game is coming out very, very soon. Oh. Um, so they've they've re they've you know, here's the game that's coming out. It's uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't. You just couldn't envision <laughs> the journey to the punchline. There's nothing more to say. Here's the game that's coming out. Here's the pun. It's <laughs> Alan woke to. Alan woke oh. to. Yeah, you may remember a little while ago. I remember Alan. Alan woke. woke. Yeah. Well, here's the second one. Right. Brilliant. 
At not, no point in the lead up did you say, you know, anything about he's, he's I didn't in his want forest, to, he's a snot, also, I didn't a snot want flat. to give it away. I just, um, <laughs> I just lit, I could not think of a single other thing mm -hmm. to just, say. I just, I ran out of He's brain. an ally. He's an ally. Yeah. You know? He's an ally. He's a member of the, the alphabet something. Alphabet people, Mafia. What is it? Alphabet Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? What's that? It's because of LGBT. it's LGBT, because it's <laughs> oh letters. That's what, that's what right wing That is rubbish. Yeah, he's yeah. part of the Alpha Mafia. He's a snowflake. Woke karate. He's a part of the woke karate. Alan, Alan woke too. <laughs> Alan woke as well. I love these yeah. phrases because they're just, they're so farcical. They, it's like, a, did a child come up with that? Yeah. Wow, Alan woke too. I can't wait. As if this game didn't have enough amazing video games. Mm. I can. When is it out? Do we know? Is it November at some point? It's the end of this month. I is think it, it really? might be out. So it might be out now? Question mark. I don't oh, know. Come on, forecast Matthews. Well, it was last. That, that was like three weeks was, ago when I figured that out. A game has happened since yeah, then. Yeah, the and I've day. slept a bit since then. Yeah. Just a little bit though. It's coming out on uh, November the. Uh, Seventh, um, the sixth, November the ninth, twenty seventh of October, twenty seventh of October. So it's coming out on Friday. Oh my so god! Out, so it's already out. Release. Alan Woke Two is out, everyone. Yeah, you well, can go play it, and you can go to try and cover that protests, we? and you can. <laughs> you can't do it now. After keep the your masks on, <laughs> even <your> though. <laughs> yeah. Even now, to keep Get people vaxxed. safe. Get vax. When will the yeah. tidal wave of good games stop? Because we, I wasn't even. I completely forgot that this game was even coming. Well, out, they'd already been... moved it back because of Spider-Man. Yes. And now everyone's still playing Spider-Man. There's simply no time. And Mario. And Mario. Yeah. The Bonkers. Xbox players will be able to give it a go. If they're exclusively Xbox players and yeah. don't want to play that stinky Sony We got stuff. called Sony ponies last week. Did, did you know we? that? I did see that, yeah, I because that. I can't. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. It's good fun. It's good fun. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by Alan Woke 2. Although, uh, Alan, give us a call. If you want to, uh, we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you go and support us there, there are tons of amazing rewards at the $5 tier, for example. You not only get to ask questions on this podcast, you also get a week early access to Weirdest Games Ever, which is a monthly show, two days early access to Worst Games Ever, which is a fortnightly show, and you get access to rotating episodes every month of May Menu and Rules Boss. There's an episode of Rules Boss coming out next My week. My the wrong way around. <laughs> What oh, did you main do? Menu. <laughs> oh, you were doing little mimes. Yeah, yeah just, thought, you know, just for fun. I think there's show. an episode of Rules Boss out next week for next patrons. Week, yeah. Very exciting. It's got swearing in it, and like we can put licensed content, like music that we wouldn't be able to put it's on the, the channel. It's the whole B movie in the middle of it. The whole yeah. B movie. It, it's the B movie, but it's sandwiched by an episode of yeah, Rules Boss. Yeah. Remember that meme? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, please go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us if you can triple jail.mup is our website by the way that's where you can find links to everything that we do our youtube our twitch our discord our cameo our shop is triplejumpshop.com. get yourself some merchandise i'm the only one wearing merch you can Peter get today. was wearing his sports jacket but you turned the heating up too much you got too he hot off. there it's is our summer outfits now because it's so warm in here yeah it's nice it was cold in Very here when i got outside, in yeah so there we go and once again patreon.com forward slash team triple jump it's the uh spook week it is. Mm. It's the spook week and Halloween is next Tuesday. What amazing things have we got coming out on the channel to celebrate the spookiest time of the year? We... The... Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, by all means. No, you go. Okay, thanks. No, you go. Uh, we've got a really, really big... No, you do the first one because you're in it. Okay. <laughs> I'll do the second one. So on Friday, which is the same day that Alan Wake comes out, by the way, um, we have got a big old list. 
It is 101 of the scariest moments in video games. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. Uh, It's very long. It's very big. And there's lots of spooky, scary moments in there. So if you're looking to get in the Halloween spirit this week, then why not whack that on? People love those long videos to fall asleep to, but I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, yeah it's a bit scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, we haven't put actual jump scares in it. No, but, at know. one point you go to Grimsby, though, and that's the scariest place. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, also, we've got a Worst Games Ever, a quote-unquote spooky episode. Mm. It's yes. a bit spooky, but it is. For, not for reasons that you will expect it to be spooky. Um, but uh, I had fun. It was a good episode, I thought. It was. Just, I, I had a fantastic it, but, time. Uh, it is, uh, it's a good one. What right. game is it? That was oh, spoiling it. Telling, oh, okay. Yeah. It's spooky. Yeah. It also wasn't on the the run on the schedule. No. I had to add it. No, it wasn't on there. Now. It just said worst games ever. I just, so had to I, Google I just wrote it, it down. It's got a stupid name. I can tell yeah. you that there's a skeleton in the thumbnail. <gasps> Spooky, scary so, skeletons. Yeah, also, um, the tat appeal is open. Yes. Yeah. We forgot to mention it last week. Always forget we that. Forgot. Um, but if you are looking to send us tat, then you can go and find the address. Some is it going to be in the description? Do we put it in the description? Uh, I don't it's know. not in the description, but it's, it's around. It, it's it's everywhere. Like we've tweeted about it, we posted about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Stop it's on. Bots. In fact, no, we've got yeah. we've got a bloody URL, haven't we? It's tripleju.mup forward slash tat. We should promote that tripleju.mup forward slash tat. That's our website, and it'll it, it's a dedicated landing page that gives you the rules of engagement and also the closing date, which is the 17th of November, I think. 18th. 18th of November, and also the address. So triplejud.mup forward slash tat. We need to start putting that in there. Keep yeah. forgetting. <laughs> Keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent tat already. Mm. And someone asked in my stream if like we accept homemade stuff. And it's like, absolutely, yeah. we do. 100%. Not food, though. Not homemade food. Probably not. Probably not. They probably it probably won't, won't survive. That's Just true. because it's going to sat in a room for like three weeks. Yeah. Um. And I don't want. I don't want to open a box of mold. You know. Mm, I do. But we accept. <laughs> we very much accept homemade stuff. Stuff, plushies and clothes and toys and mm. anything like that. Yeah. Um, we yeah. love it. We do. Excellent. Shall we crack on with the podcast? Yes. yes. Let's. Got a question here from Dan who says, "Hello, Bap." My question is, do you think spoiler culture is hurting video games with people rushing to finish games to avoid spoilers online? Spider-Man 2 having spoiler articles and thumbnails online hours after release. Thanks, Tide Author Dan. Thanks, Tide Author Dan. a writer here. Thanks, Tide Author Dan. From IGN that says, both Spider-Men die at the end. No, it doesn't. I'm joking. <laughs> God. I have no idea. Maybe they do. You had my heart yeah, racing there like, for a why second. Why would you do that? No, I don't know. Maybe they do, but that's not a real headline, and I've not finished the game, so I don't know. If you know what happens to the Spider-Man at the end, tweet Peter Austin (laughs) and let him know. Um, Do not do that. Don't do that. I will instantly block you forever. Um, (laughs) But, uh, well, that's the thing, though, is, like, from my experience, I've been very lucky, and I've not seen a single Spidey spoiler, Mm. other than um, I've seen a bit of a trailer um, that only showed stuff that we've already seen at like showcases and stuff and like that that's you know so mm. i'd already seen all that stuff yeah. i know that the what we talked last week briefly didn't we about a trailer that was going around that was a bit spoilery yeah they no. were yeah. posting like uh, playstation in the promotion were posting just like full screenshots of villains that have probably been like announced in trailers right. and stuff yeah. or in press statements or whatever but like mm. i w- i wasn't actively trying to avoid them mm-hmm. but i also wasn't going out of my way to watch them so i was seeing these villains and i was like ah oh, yeah. I suppose that villain's in it. Mm. Oh, that's annoying. To yeah. yeah, like the first villain, I didn't know they were going to be in it necessarily. Maybe right. that was confirmed. But um, about a day or two after I'd started playing the game, I then did see a trailer that showed like the first kind of 
encounter with them mm. and i was kind of thinking oh well i'm glad i didn't see that two days ago because that would mm. be yeah, yeah. a minor spoiler mm-hmm. um but i am aware even though i've been lucky that other people have had some big spoilers uh thrown at them um i think partly in terms of articles at least it helps to follow kind of not necessarily reputable sources but sources that are spoiler aware um and you will get some news outlets that lean more towards doing the right thing and not putting big spoilery screenshots or wording in their headlines. And they might allude to, you know, <laughs> just bubbling away over there. Uh, they, might just, <laughs> they might just do a headline that, for example, says, this boss in Spider-Man 2 is making everyone laugh or whatever and then you have to click onto it to see who they're talking about whereas mm. someone else might say oh underpants man in spider-man 2 is making yeah. everyone laugh and you go oh no underpants man wasn't it yeah. weird in spider-man 2 where miles just had diarrhea for three hours yeah. that was so crazy um so it helps to follow the right sources you know not go to websites where they do just put <clears throat> like big leaks in their head- headlines and thumbnails uh, and likewise following those accounts on social media as well um but you say that but i think that some of the like bigger like yeah, outlets not the biggest ones well, that but are also the... like some of the ones that like it's hard to know yeah, until it, it happens is, yeah. who's it is. gonna do it like because the gamer the gaming is it gamer or gamer gamer or gaming one of them yeah. i think it's gamer um they with horizon forbidden west yeah. and the dlc yeah. they really upset me because they just fully put a like thumbnail and the headline just in their tweet yeah, and just spoiled up. it. And I was like... And then continue to repost it. And then continue to repost it. And it's like the, the game's been out for literally three hours at this point. Like the game yeah. came out today and you're already posting stuff about it. And it's hard because you know they have to get clicks. But yeah. it's like, it's still so rubbish when they do that. I unfollowed, I unfollowed them. I was like, you upset me now, and but it's you're not, done. It's not always the, the biggest ones that are the best for this kind of thing. You know, sometimes uh, perhaps the, the, the bigger outlets are maybe better to go to for kind of reliability and, mm. and maybe like being a bit more um, kind of, a, you know, not too biased on various stories and things like that. But one thing they're not necessarily good at is not posting big spoilers in their articles. So you do just have to be careful. Obviously, it helps to like mute things on social media if you can if you want to but i always i kind of feel a bit aggrieved at like muting stuff like i never mute star wars when there's a new star wars show out because i kind of want to after the episode is out and i've seen it i then want to see all the discourse on it and yeah. like enjoy that so. but you've also taken time off work well that's to why, like because watch i don't the want to show mute the stuff. As, yeah, yeah when it comes out which so, you shouldn't have to do yeah. you shouldn't and you i shouldn't guess have some people have probably taken time off work to play spider-man not just because mm. they're excited and want to play it but because they're worried about spoilers so yeah. Yeah, all I can say is I've been lucky uh, and my advice is to try and, uh, you know, mute certain terms and avoid certain outlets perhaps who are very spoilery. But um, have you guys seen any big spoilers? I haven't, but I think it's because I haven't like engaged too much with the Spider-Man content on Twitter. I think that like I've looked, but I haven't like actively told Twitter that I want to see more about Spider-Man. Um, but I do, I do think it's so rubbish that like we have to feel like we have to not rush through things, but there is that inherent sense of, I need to play this now because if I don't play it now, it's going to be ruined for me. And within a week, everyone will think it's fair game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like you're saying with like TV shows and stuff, it, when Ahsoka was coming out, 
the uh, the official Star Wars account was like posting posters that spoiled stuff in the episode like four hours into the day mm. at like 2 p.m. I'm like, I've been at work. When do you expect mm. me to like have watched, had time to watch this that you can just post stuff like spoilery about it? So it's not even like outlets. Sometimes it's like the publisher or yeah. like the, the official, the official yeah. account. Like you said, that Sony just posting pictures of like villains that you fight and stuff yeah. like that's so annoying because there's hype and then there's like you've ruined you've overhyped you've ruined it now mm. like the trailer that we were talking about last week that i saw i was watching the rugby world cup with my dad and it came on like just before half time and um and it was like oh cool well that's just like given me like a bunch of stuff that I had been kind of not actively avoiding. But if I saw a trailer, I was like, I'm not going to watch it because I know I'm going to play the game and I'd rather just like be surprised yeah, by what happened. Mm -hmm. But then said, but then you watch like two hours of terrestrial TV and it's like, you can't avoid it. I do think the spoiler culture is, I don't know if it's hurting video games in the sense that I think that like maybe rushing through is a bad thing, but I don't think that everyone will rush through. I don't think it's quite so much of an epidemic that it's like everyone's rushing through the game everyone's taking the day off everyone's like sprinting through the story just to like make sure they don't spoil anything um but i do think that it is very annoying to not even be able to kind of discuss stuff online without just like encountering a spoiler mm -hmm. just kind of rubbish yeah it's it's so self-defeating because these outlets and publishers, etc., that that do rely on clicks and word of mouth and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the spoilery stuff is probably the stuff that tends to do the best mm -hmm. yeah. because outside, I'd say that that most entertainment mediums have a following, a very sizable following, where people will be on the internet quite a lot. But particularly with like core gaming, people mm -hmm. who play games a lot. They're probably going to be online a lot, yeah. and so they they it's it's even harder for them to avoid this stuff. And yes, they can mute keywords and stuff like that, but there's there's still a chance that stuff will slip through yeah. because yeah. you just you don't know where it's going to come from. And but, sometimes you don't know what to mute. So like, hmm. say, I'll, I'll use a DC character just for say the Joker was in Spider Man. Mm -hmm. Yes, because well, for some reason <laughs> you, you wouldn't necessarily. Someone might just post say a tweet that says. Can't believe that Joker scene, and yeah. those are the only words in it. There's no mention of Spider-Man. Yeah. So yeah. if you've not muted the word Joker, you're going to see that tweet. Or if it's mm. like a screenshot, and then yeah. like there's just no, you can't like mute that. And yeah. if some one of your mutuals just like posts a picture, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But for the uh, for the fans of video games who you know just play them in their downtime, or maybe they don't have the the console in question and stuff, and they're like. I like Spider-Man, but I don't have a PS5. Hell yeah, TikTok served me a video of of Spider-Man fighting the Joker. Yeah. And like, absolutely, like, I want to see that. And then mm -hmm. loads of people want to see that because that's cool. It's a game yeah. that I can't play or it's a game that I might see that and think, you know what, I, maybe I will get this Spider-Man mm, game. Yeah. So it's like, it's this vicious cycle where it's like, yeah, we don't want to know anything going in, but we, unfortunately, are probably the minority who are most affected by this. Yeah. I can't say for certain that there has ever been a game that's come out that I've rushed through because I wanted to avoid spoilers. Mm -hmm. There are games that I have absolutely demolished because I've loved them yeah. and yeah. I haven't wanted to put them down. Uh, fortunately, I'm in a position where I haven't seen any spoilers, but also I make, uh, as I've spoken about before, I, I make a concerted effort to stay off social media when I'm not at work uh, to the best of of my ability so maybe that has helped uh, but also that's just one side of the coin you also can't you can never 
prepare yourself for nasty online troll people mm. who actively go out of their way to spoil things for we you. We had that with The Last of Us. We did have it for The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, someone came in and, and made it their username, a, a big spoiler. They made it their username so that when they were immediately blocked, it still displayed their username in the in the chat as having been blocked. Like, that, you, you just cannot protect yourselves from all of these angles. And yeah. yeah, some outlets should know better and should be better about it. But when this is the stuff that performs best mm. that is the lifeblood of their business that lets them pay their staff it's like you i understand why they do it i don't like it but i understand why they do it and then you've got the nasty people who just want to ruin everyone's day. i like it when people put spoiler warnings yes. at the beginning mm. of their like headline or on their tweet or mm. on their like in TikTok. reddit you can redact bits can't yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. To click on. that's and, exactly what i was gonna sorry you carry on no i was gonna say like people will put like spoiler warning and then like do a bunch of dots so you have to actively like show more press show more or like keep looking down to actually see the spoiler yeah. or on tiktok if you're like if it's like a tv show spoiler 90 at the time it must be like spoiler for ahsoka and then like you can just scroll like away before down, yeah. yeah so it's like i love that and it's people who it's like the general public who are making these tweets or doing the stuff that will often put spoiler warnings and i think that maybe more outlets should pop that just at the top of their yeah headline so they're like don't click on this headline it's kind of less bad now that twitter have changed it so it's just a picture yeah true it's yeah. about the only um, benefit from that new but obviously that means system. people are now putting that like in the picture slash putting it like on or the tweet text, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but you can mute that whereas you can't mute like true the headline of an article yeah but um i do wish that twitter would would implement a proper thing where you can put uh, an actual like mask over your own tweet so you can if you do an image you can flag your own image as like sensitive or something um and that allows you to like blur the image which is useful so you can you can do that you can maybe post an image of something that you're talking about and then just say like i thought this bit was really good but you never know if it's gonna be boobies well you also never know if it's gonna be boobies but you have to check just to be sure you always have to check you always have to check but uh (laughs) i wish that there was just an option to do that for text just plain text so i can I could do a whole thread on like, here's what I really loved in Spider-Man. You know, even on day one, if I wanted to, I could say, oh, I've already played six hours, really loved this moment. Um, And then just take a thing that says like, blur my tweet and put Spider-Man spoilers and then people can choose whether to, uh, you know, because Mm. even if you do the dots or whatever, if someone's sort of scrolling up and down and, you know, it's hard to, sometimes you can still just see stuff. And uh, that's not always sufficient for me. So I do Mm -hmm. wish that Twitter would would do that but yeah well, I wish just be good to each other Twitter would do <laughs> be good yeah. and nice to each yeah, other please, please. Be good and, nice. um, and uh, hopefully we can have a future without any spoilers at all mm. <laughs> apart from when you talk about that 1997 video game that has that big twist that everyone knows about except Ashton Matthews <laughs> I know about it now uh, let's move on to a section we've never done before yeah it's brand new um, and we are calling it what we playing mm. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? I have played nothing but Spider-Man oh, all uh, week, and I've been really enjoying it. I guess you guys have also, well, I know you guys yeah. have also been playing Spider-Man. Yes. We're not doing a review corner for it, but because we're just going to talk, talk about, about it, it now. So yeah. I don't know if you maybe want to talk about the things, the other things you've been playing, and then we can all talk Spider-Man yeah, afterwards. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, you played you... anything else? Oh, I played Borderlands 3. Oh, with you. Yeah, we played some Borderlands. Whoa, and uh, my Bands. my Ben 
and also uh, our editor Kieran, yeah. we played some Borderlands 3. Did a Borderlands sesh. Uh, and it was a good fun time. Oh, it was great. That game is buggy as hell still. Oh, it's so busted even yeah. now. This is the, the PS5 yeah. Xbox Series X version. We were it. playing on split screen on the PS5, me and Ben, and then other Ben and Kieran playing on the Xbox Series X. Yes. Um, and ours was just bugging out every time one of us opened our menu or our map or anything like it would judder like crazy we yeah. were just having the just frame rate really kept just and yeah, yeah and, they, and then they fixed it yeah. yeah 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 but it hasn't and then sometimes it still the, lags so what much. was it that you would do you would just go into your menu and the, the frame rate of the game would drop to like yeah like 12 it would just go yeah. uh, and we uh, kept like shooting enemies they're not taking any damage and then suddenly they just like explode with damage <laughs> yeah. and this was but, cross play as well yeah. so this is like right. the it running in split screen and also using their shit Shift servers to do crossplay with yeah. Xbox, and it was just like, man, but yeah. really fun. Yeah, actually, I, I had I've never, never really played a Borderlands game with four players no, before. Maximum of three, usually only two, mm -hmm. and with four players, it was it was a good laugh. Yeah, it was. It was good fun. Yeah. Um, but I still can't believe we let that game get away with how busted it was. Yeah, <laughs> and still is. Um, but What's going to happen with the fourth one? Who knows? Yeah, if there who is knows? One. But that's the only thing I've played other than Spider Man this week. While I was waiting for Spider-Man to unlock for me at midnight so I could get it downloading, I hopped back into Assassin's Creed's Mirage yeah. and uh, just did some collectibles. I wasn't following any guides. I was just like running aimlessly, kept coming across buildings where the, all like every conceivable entrance was barred and like just ran around it in circles for 10 minutes and then got bored and went to the next place. Right. Like, I can't work out how to get in here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just got a few trophies and... Uh, I should probably return to it and platinum it at some point because it's it's doable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm not that far off getting the platinum. Um, so, yeah, I was just running around throwing, what was it, you have to, there are various combat trophies. So kill a certain amount of enemies with throwing knives. So I'm just running around. Every guard I see, I'm just like, throwing knife, <laughs> throwing knife. Just murdering everyone mm -hmm. in the street. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was it. Apart from that, though, Spider-Man. Spider a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter, what are your thoughts, please? Uh, I'm... Loving it. It's the first game in a long time that, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking about it all day at work and just mm -hmm. sort of wanting to go home, play it some more. I think I've played about a third of it now. I'm about 33%, but I have uh, i don't know necessarily what the split of that is between story and side missions because I'm doing a lot of that. I'm just going around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything that I swing past, I'll generally stop and try and do that. And I pretty much engage with every single one of the randomly generated crimes as well, even yeah. though, you know, Eventually, you start looping through and doing the same ones. I'm still just doing them all um, and enjoying it, partly mm -hmm. to get the uh, the tech parts, but also <laughs> just because it's all super fun. Mm -hmm. And there's a chance that one of them will be one of the car ones, and I really like the car ones. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really like some of the other ones as much um, where you're just beating people up. But, uh, yeah, I like stopping cars in the street. Mm -hmm. um, I... I, I think like the, it's still not it's not a perfect game for me. I think I've I've seen some people just say like this is flawless. I couldn't like say one wrong thing about it. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like I still find the combat a bit of a grind at times. Like I feel like I can be wailing on a group of guys for like five ten maybe not ten minutes but for like five minutes and then a cutscene will play and then like another wave of guys will yeah. show up and I'm like okay sure. Um, it's still fun. Like that's. One of the worst things I can say about it is like there's maybe a bit too much combat for me, but 
the combat is really good and I still enjoy it. It's just the thing I, I enjoy the least. Mm. Um, I get my shoulder buttons confused sometimes in, in combat, like which one does gadgets and which one oh, yeah, does, do does powers. So in the end, like sometimes I'll just be <laughs> sort of just mashing them mm-hmm. and I'll do a power and also throw out like a gadget at the same time. And I, I don't intend to. Mm-hmm. I sort of um, go through kind of, phases of like i'll just do loads of punches and like swing you know just general attacks and things and then suddenly i go oh yeah powers and i'll just like do every single one of my powers and then all of my <laughs> gadgets and wait till they're all they've all run out and then i'll just go back to like wailing on people and mm. waiting for them to recharge again so i don't i don't mix it up in quite the way i probably should um i have had two bugs oh which I've heard. I've had not quite, the, I've had quite a few bugs actually. Yeah. Peter and Miles, what? Not what? Sorry, the two oh, bugs. bugs. Yeah, the two bugs. There you go. Yeah. Um, go on. One bug was uh, it was described by Insomniac on their page, on their webpage, as a very rare issue. Oh, congratulations! Wow. Yeah, where my main quest marker vanished. And I was just between quests, just in the big city. I had something similar, actually. Mm-hmm. The the final, you know, those various collectibles. And then it, once you get all of them, it usually ends in like, oh, go, go to here. this destination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of those where it just didn't, like it would it would pop up initially and then just wouldn't appear. Right. And I was like, I had to look up on the internet where the last one of right. it, right, it yeah. and then just go there manually. And there was something to interact oh, with. Okay. Like, That's weird um but yeah i was uh i just finished the mission i got a phone call from a, a character saying hey meet me at whatever and then i didn't even notice at the time because i was like i'm gonna go do some some side stuff and i was like okay let's do the main mission i was like oh i don't have a marker and i like, looked on the map i didn't have a map marker and i didn't know what to do and i looked it up and it was like yeah this is actually not only is it rare but it like it's a bit of a soft lock effectively so what oh. you have to do is go back to the front menu so you have to like quit out of the game and go on like continue where your your file is mm-hmm. but there's an option below that called like load game mm-hmm. and it's it's constantly making backup saves like oh, little okay. saves that you don't even really see if you're just going on continue all the time right so i basically had to sort of back back date by half an hour or something so no, it was all right but yeah um and the only other thing i've i've had is uh i was going really really fast swinging through the city and i swung in a perfect arc so that just as I reached the whatever the opposite of an apex is, the mm. very bottom of my swing, I slammed through an apartment door. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in this like tiny little box that just exists oh, for no. NPCs to walk into. And loads of people were coming and going into this. Wow. <laughs> the door was open. Lucky day for them. People were coming in and out. And I was trying to get through the door, but you can't. Like, can you hold the door for yeah. me, please? And it was just in this pitch black room. Occasionally the door would open and someone would walk in and then vanish. That's great. And uh, I should have actually captured a, a, a thing to share. But I was like, oh, I don't even know if this is like too spoilery. Because I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't want to. Yeah, I'm hesitant to even post but, like which suit I'm wearing. Yeah, exactly. So so many of them are hidden so i didn't actually capture a clip but i was like what do i do am i gonna have to quit and like load back up but i could just see if i kept like moving my camera a little bit left and right there were about two pixels where i could um activate a point launch oh and zip so out i was able to zip out oh, wow. amazing yeah so that was that was quite fun though i kind of enjoyed it amazing just, yeah. yeah a lot of foot traffic through that door <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Ashton, what thoughts have you had? Well, I've, I must say I've been really enjoying the game. Mm, and yeah. I, I literally, I don't fast travel. I just swing no, or I fly everywhere. I just, all, yeah. It's very good. Like I've done it once or twice. But for the most part, I'm just swinging and flying around because the traversal is just so fun. Mm. Um, the bugs I encountered were I went to the theme park yes. and I got stuck on a bench and I couldn't get off the bench. And it was like, would you like to talk to MJ? And I said, yes, please. And then it's like, can't talk to MJ. <laughs> so I just sat there and I couldn't get off the bench. So I had to close the game and open the game uh -huh. again. Um, I've had a few just where like, well, I got stuck inside a building. Oh, right. There was like one of the like challenge things that you have to do where there's like, you're on a platform and there's, you got to knock a bunch of enemies off. And there was this like floating skull and it like knocked me into inside the building and all the enemies were like running at the wall. And I was like, I can't, I can't do anything. Oh, no. And I couldn't even get out. Like I was just stuck. Oh. Um, and then like the occasional thing where I feel like sometimes my webs don't go, like I'm pressing R2 and he's yeah, just I've like, that once. and he just hits the ground. Yeah. 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 That happened to me once. And I was like, is my controller not, is yeah, it on the controller or something, and then it just suddenly started working, and it would swing. Yeah. yeah, but I really love the story. I kind of love that the like the world feels inhabited. There was like a viral TikTok going around this week of um, a conversation between two NPCs that like just sounds like a regular conversation, and the the voice actor was like, "Oh my god, that's me and one of the other voice actors. We just we were given a topic and we just improvised, and it's yeah. just this conversation between. <laughs> and there's just Miles is just stood next to them while they're talking about how like you should nanny children or something, and they're just oh. like, and it's quite a funny conversation to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've been really enjoying it, and um, apart from the odd little bug or like Jada here and there, I've I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty great. I agree. Yeah. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, in terms of like very small things that I find annoying, I find it difficult to land in a very specific place. Yeah, I'm yeah. always pinging off. Yeah, you're always like zipping, part, especially on rooftops where you've got to mm -hmm. pick up something. Fortunately, they have now added a thing where you press triangle and you can like web it towards you. So yeah. you don't need to go all the way up to it like you did in the first game. Uh, but still, I'm like, there it is. And I'll land and then I'll press X to sort of, no, I'm not quite going to make it. And I'll launch myself yeah. off over the other side of the building. Like, Damn it, will you just... Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes as well on the side of buildings, like when I'm trying to run up them or go, go up them like... Uh, Spidey will get stuck on something and just sort of like I don't know whether you want me to climb or run yeah. I'm just going to sort of jiggle here and not actually move uh, which you know that's annoying but that's a very minor thing I would say when when you look at the the traversal generally mm -hmm. because between the the web swinging and the little webby wings that you got unbelievable yeah. it's i think it's the most fun i've had flying in a video yeah. game and you're not even technically flying yeah. they've got these slip streams you're falling with style oh, exactly you've got these slip streams all the way around um uh new york where mm -hmm. they're just basically wind tunnels mm -hmm. and you go in them and you just launch out of them it's so good like it's really really fun and uh we'll talk about the fast travel in a minute but that is bonkers because yeah. i've been doing all of the side stuff as soon as it's become available. Yeah, like before too. I do any other missions, I've like been going for this any side things that are available. And the speed at which that happens is is unreal. Like mm. it's really impressive. Yeah. I love that in combat now, especially in the sort of the stealthy bits where you're meant to be taking them down quietly, you've got a new web that will uh that you can just put your own launch line basically across and walk yeah, walk like a top. So good. Like mm -hmm. that that's great. I really like that. Um 
I'm trying to think of, of other things as well that really stood out to me. It's bloody gorgeous, tell yeah. you that much. Yeah, Lovely is. looking game. I love the sort of rogues gallery in it this time. Mm -hmm. I yeah. sort of can't remember. It's been a while since I played the first one and I was trying to like weigh up like how how does it stack up in terms of numbers of kind of villains and anti-heroes and things. Mm -hmm. and I, I think there are more that I've encountered in this one already mm -hmm. and uh, a, a couple of like sort of deeper cuts as well where I'm like, oh, yeah, I've like vaguely heard of that character, but uh, it's cool to see. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I think the story's really interesting yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really enjoying kind of where it's going so far. I think I'm about, according to the the percentage, I'm 59% of the way through, which is again, like with all the side stuff that I've been doing as well. Mm -hmm. um, the only annoying side stuff um, is you have to collect a bunch of stuff that don't come up on the map and you have to just kind of oh, yeah. swing by and, and find them mm. and uh, they do like a big like ball of like, we're here. Yeah. And then I'm like, where's here? I can't, where? Where I are one you? One of them I've seen, there's a, an ability you unlock later on for the, you know, the blue crates that just have bits yeah. in them. Uh, you can unlock later on a thing that makes them show up on the map. Yeah, yes, I didn't care but, about that. I was right. like. I've got those and then I had to stop collecting them because I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a percentage association. They're just everywhere. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, right, I can see these now. So I'm going to pick. So I'd like swing to one building and go, oh, there's one over there. Oh, there's one over yeah. there. And it was just, it wouldn't yeah. stop. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that for very long. I think this game is the best use of the PS5's abilities that mm -hmm. I've encountered. Like even if it's just like a small side thing, everything seems to have a use for the, the PlayStation 5 controller. Like it feels like it's getting its most use yeah. out of all of the games, Three I think. With, yeah, 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 definitely. I also love that Spider-Man will never just pull a lever with his hands. No, never. Like, he'll be in a crawl space, and the lever's, like, here. Yeah. And instead of just being like, I'll just pull Whatever. this, he's like, let me just web it with both my hands. Yeah. And I'm like, you're being unnecessary, Spider-Man. being extra. He's being extra. And we, we stand it. We do. We do. We? We yes, we them. do. Uh, one of the things that I really, really like uh, is that in the first game, it felt like they revolutionized the 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 rooms in buildings yeah. in cities yeah, where really instead good, of it? just like it being you know you'd you'd see a skyscraper and it'd have it'd have yellow windows because mm -hmm. the lights were on in there in the first game they had like these sort of if you look too hard at them, they're weird, but like these these 3D spaces inside each window that you could look at. They've stepped up this time. They're NPCs in them now. Yeah. Like watching TV and stuff. Yeah. Apart One guy from, was doing stretching. Why am I? Apart from when they're not, yeah. which is really disconcerting. Like I've come across people sat in the dark staring at a turned off television. <laughs> right. Just like staring dead ahead. And that's a bit upsetting. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that though. Sometimes it do be <laughs> like that. They do live in a city that's full of super villains. Yeah. It's true. Be doing they that might just well. be having a moment of like, yeah, my dad died because yeah. of the Sandman yesterday. They're just having And Spider-Man's like, look at this, look at this clown yeah. just sat in the dark. Uh, and other times it like doesn't make any uh, physical sense. Yeah. Like you'll crawl around a corner and like change the perspective and it'll be a different person mm -hmm. in a different room. Like mm -hmm. it's sort of like a quantum building. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, it just makes it feel so alive. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by this game. It's mm -hmm. everything I wanted it to be. I think on my percentage, I haven't actually checked for a little while. Last time I checked, I was on 40 something. Yeah, and again, that, that was just all the side stuff. And then I'll check in with the main mission in a bit. I got to go around and like, I want to upgrade my powers. I want to get a new suit and yeah. stuff like that. And the, the suit selections are great as well. I'm having a brilliant time with the suits. I'm changing outfits like every other every other hour. I'm yeah. like, what outfit now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I do think uh, if I if I had one complaint about the kind of the law and the story and, and like characterization and stuff is that it seems like every flipping person in that entire city knows everything about science and history and geography. Like not only is I know obviously Peter Parker is meant to be very clever and I guess Miles by extension also happens to be a very clever person. Mm. But then you've got you know, all the other people who work for various science corporations. And again, you could say, well, that's because they've hired the cleverest people. because they're clever people, yeah. yeah. But then also, Mary Jane uh, speaks fluent something at one point. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. That's because she went to Simcaria in Mars Morales. Well, she did. She studied there, and now she speaks a language and has a taser. Do you feel threatened? Is that what it is? Is everyone too clever? Oh, yes, she's Mary Sue is what I'm saying. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, I just thought like... She she manages to convince other characters that mm. she is like so, that she fluent, just, not only fluent, but seemingly, you know, has the perfect accent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just thought, OK, and it's not that's just like that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't have a problem with Mary Jane speaking <laughs> some courage, but I was like, yeah. I've got a problem with Mary Jane. Look, I'm not just fine. Who, yeah. All right. As I say, he's meant to be very clever. Yeah. He literally knows everything about everything. There is, a, there has to be a necessary suspension of disbelief in the yeah. Yeah. Oh, does. Spider-Man. And, and I'm going with it. But. Because my <laughs> girlfriend said a similar thing when I was uh, playing as Mars and doing some of those side missions, mm. like some very, very low stakes side missions. Yeah. She was like, why is like he wasting his time doing that when like there could be a real crime? And I was yeah. like, that's a great point. But also this is just sort of how comic book characters work. My, yeah. they, my have main to, question, they have time for everything yeah. all mm. the time. Like, my main question do. is why do people keep bothering to try and commit crimes? Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you do it? I get like the gangs that have like, you know, there's like a series of cultists and also the big bads gang. But then you've got like just a bunch of thugs just robbing yeah, a, ba- a, a car. Now, Spider-Man like, Spider-Man turns up and they're like, we're going to take Spider down. Yeah, sure, you'll take Spider-Man <laughs> It's down. the spider. Spider-Man doesn't kill. However, as Peter can attest as someone who's done a lot of those car missions, the velocity with which those men are ejected <laughs> yeah, from cars yeah, yeah. and into barriers, yeah. it can must be lethal. Also, well, I also like, noticed... I'm smashing their heads against walls. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. I know. They're, they're killing you've probably, them. You've probably given like one guy the same concussion. They've all got died. like, they've all got traumatic brain injuries. They keep coming back for more. Yeah. Also, do you remember in the first game, he used to stick people to the side of buildings when he knocked them off? Yeah, he still does that. He still does, does that. He? Yeah. Have you managed to... anyone stuck to the side <laughs> of okay, a building? Okay, it does still happen, but okay. I managed yeah. to break it where a guy just went cartwheeling off into the sunset. Like, well, he'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> I, that's quite a... That's a common tactic. If, I, if I'm on a rooftop, I'll do like an up launch and, and then I'll do a swing. Yeah, 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 kick them off. Yeah. And... I don't think I've seen a single person get stuck to a building. Okay, it does that. it does happen. Okay. Yeah. But you might just have that very special bug yeah, yeah, that yeah. means that everyone dies Maybe. in your version. You're in the the like lethal Spider-Man yeah. though. Very good. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, very very good. Mm. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about it for at least a couple of weeks to come and I think it firmly cements itself as one of if not the I mean this is contentious with the Batman Arkham games, but it's just certainly one of the best superhero games ever yeah. made. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think if judging the the quality across the board from Spider-Man 1 to Miles Morales to Spider-Man 2, I'd say it averages better than the Arkham trilogy. 
It's more consistently good. Yeah, I think yeah, it is I more agree. consistently good. But the Ar- I love the Arkham trilogy, and I think they're fantastic games. But Spider, oh, it's so good. Insomniac so good. really can do no wrong in my eyes. They're yeah. great. They are just brilliant. Mm. Really, really good. Uh, there's a great podcast that um, I'm forgetting his name now. Ted Price, I think, is <laughs> Insomniac Man, mm-hmm. and he has a podcast that I can't remember the name of, so this isn't very useful. But uh, he had a conversation with. He basically just chats with developers mm. on it, and it's really interesting. And he spoke to. Uh, Todd Howard, all right. Uh, when Starfield was coming out, and it really highlights just the how ludicrous the whole console wars debate is and the tribalism when these two are having a just a conversation because they don't give a flying flip about which manufacturer owns their companies. Yeah, is it the Academy of Interactive Arts and Science Game Makers Notebook? Is that what it is? Don't know. Possibly, it could be that. It's, yeah, Roll game up the tongue doesn't it? Yeah, it's. I think it's the. AIAS Game Makers Notebook. Ted well, Price chats with Todd Howard about Bethesda's much under yeah. space faring RPG stuff. If that's yeah. what it is, you should go give it a listen. But yeah, it's it's really interesting, those two just chatting because they were like, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. Oh, we're so excited to play Starfield. Or like, we can't wait to play Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just people making games. Mm-hmm. Who gives a toss? You know, come on, <laughs> stop it. But Spider-Man 2 is great. And yeah. if you can play it, you bloody well should. Mm-hmm. We're now going to head over to the review corner. Hi everyone and welcome to the Review Corner. I'm Ben and I'm joined by James Jenkins. Hello. Hello James Jenkins, how are you? Hello Ben Potter, I'm good, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, yeah. A lot of um, a lot of anger and furor at the fact that we talked Ooh. about Spider-Man last week and we didn't talk oh, about Mario. That's what? Not, I don't actually know if that's the case. I'm just I, assuming the worst in people. Probably. But, but you had to take your time to, to give it a go and we recorded exactly. early last yeah. week and we didn't have... But you have been playing Super Mario Wonder. Yeah, Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Wonder. Bros. Wonder. Yep. And we've got to say the thing, James. Ah, well, because, you know, as per ASA guidelines, uh, Mm. we are technically supposed to disclose this as a uh, hashtag ad. Yes. Um, But by that, no monetary compensation was given to us. So, yeah. It was not. Thank Uh, you, Nintendo. Thank you very much, Nintendo. For sending us the code. James, what is this game and why is it significant, please? Oh, well, it's huge because it's the first, like, new 2D Mario in quite some years. I'm actually not sure how many years, but I think uh, since the last, like, was it on the Wii U? Like, new Super Mario Bros. Oh, okay. So it's it's been a long time. Yeah, they've sorted out a slightly better title, really. Um, And yeah, and it's also significant because, man, it's classic Mario and it's good. If that's all you really need to to find out about, all you really need to know, it it feels just like the sort of classic Marios that you might have played in, you know, back in the day Mm -hmm. uh, on your handhelds, on your old consoles or even on the Wii U. Um, It's still got uh, your four player uh, local co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still, yeah, I'd imagine very manic with four players, it's manic enough with two players. Um, and yeah, it's it's just that sort of classic feel and formula, but with a lot of surprises. It feels like there's something delightful. It's, it's a very delightful Mario wonderful, game. Wonderful, if you will. Yeah, wonderful, exactly. Well, I mean, let's not go too far. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, every single level feels like there's something crazy in there mm. and something interesting and exciting. And yeah, it's, it's just that lovely sort of uh, feel and format. So mm. 
Uh, I mentioned the uh, uh, the multiplayer aspect to it. So yes. again, that uh, from what I can gather is exactly the same. You can you know drop in and out of an existing game uh, with a local um, you know co-op partner up to three of the three extra people, mm-hmm. um, and you've got ten characters to choose from. So Ooh, you know ten. your classics. Yeah, okay. yeah. They, I mean, they padded it out with a few different colored Yoshi's. Oh yeah. right. <laughs> um, no, those are different. Yeah, those are different people. They they are technically. Uh, <laughs> I and um, however, uh, be be aware that uh, so five of those ten, no, it might be twelve characters actually. Okay, I think it's twelve characters. So um, yeah, more than five the brothers, those, though. More than just the brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you've got like uh, four different Yoshi's slash Nabbit. Uh, which Nabbit. is a boy, I'm not entirely sure what that character is either. I, I'm missing uh, some of the modern Mario lore. It's very okay. complicated. But yeah, uh, those <laughs> are like the the easy mode uh, right. options where um, you don't get the special bonus power ups. Uh, you don't get the benefits from those, mm. um, and I'll get to that in just a second. But you don't take damage from enemies either, so it's uh, a lot more accessible. Yeah. Uh, it feels like they've brought in that to make it, you know, uh, more easy to drop in for more casual players, mm-hmm. or you know, or for younger family members and stuff like that. And uh, uh, another thing that sort of reinforces that aspect is the fact that there's no collision in multiplayer. So this might be a bit of a shame if you liked the chaos of oh, the previous okay. games, where you you know you'd ground pound other people. Oh chuck man, them that off could cliff. that could get a bit old though. Surely, yeah, right? if you're that's in a platformer. it. I, I was I was a bit sad at first thinking about it, but I think yeah, it's a fair play. It's a fair decision that they made mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. <laughs> to make it less frustrating in the long term, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In terms of uh, setup, I mean, it's very simple. You have Bowser along uh messes stuff up uh you've got to you've got to solve it with the help of uh this uh, this uh, speaking of mario law this is a weird deep cut prince florian of the flower kingdom okay he was in i think he was in the old cdi game and he was like this basically a human that uh that woos peach after mario does all the the hard work he does all the legwork in the cdi game yeah they pulled from the cdi so famously bad cdi the name is there okay but this time he's he's not human he's just like a little uh worm one of those little little freaks you know one of those little mario freaks Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, kind of interesting. But yeah, he's he's there just helping oh, okay. as well. That's fun. Uh, in so far as like how much story there is. Yeah. Um, but really, it's just an excuse to uh, jump a lot and do a lot of cool platforming. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, the overall structure is very sort of similar. You've got like an overworld where yeah, you've got your main levels and then uh, quite a few sort of bonus levels. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every main level uh, has. Like I said, a crazy new surprise, and a lot of those come down to it being like these—I forget the name of them now—but like the wonder flowers, I guess. Yeah, talk um, to me about this elephant. Well, actually, yeah. So that's a slightly different thing. Actually, let's oh. talk about the elephant right now. Okay, let's talk the, about elephant the elephant in the room. No, I was going to say, for God's sake, we can't be the only people who've made that joke. I know. Well, it took us. This it must long have to got exhausting when they were making the game. Yeah. Can you imagine every yeah. conversation. <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about the Mario in the room. Yes. Uh, he's, yeah, you, you one of the powers, and I don't know if there are other ones that transform you into other crazy things, but pretty much from the first level, mm. you get this elephant power up, and it's amazing. You look ridiculous. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm still not quite fully okay with the design. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just it's very crazy. But yeah, all of all of the main characters um, that can use the power ups, like I said, you know, the easy mode ones can't. Um, According but, to Metacritic yeah. as well, that elephant could beat up Spider Man. Oh yeah, well that's it. Elephants are much bigger than spiders. That so Mario Spider Man hybrid no monster could could take <laughs> Spider Man in a fight. Easy, easy money. Um, yeah, I. So, so that one is very fun. You can just, you know, hit people with your trunk. Uh, there's a fun little thing that they sort of, and it is, it's the very classic, yeah, Nintendo at the best, sort of showing off the new features almost immediately with intuitive gameplay. There's a lot of water. You stand in the water. Your trunk gets full up, and you can just uh, blow enemies away with, uh, you know, a blast of water. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of other gameplay sort of additions. Um, yeah. Something that I thought was quite interesting is uh, you have badges that you unlock uh, as you go, further you go through, Mm -hmm. and they provide like different sort of gameplay changes from like actual sort of active things where you can sort of float with your hat, so making jumps a little bit easier, Um, or you can have like more passive things like sort of starting off with an extra mushroom and whatnot. Um, So those are really cool, Uh, adds a little bit of like... um, just just a slight sort of mix up uh alternative things like there was one where you could uh, swim a lot faster and really helpful with the uh the water levels and stuff mm. <clears throat> um but yeah as i mentioned before uh the strange flowers right yes yeah they basically you just go on a weird trip and the level changes to something completely different there's strange stuff so if you remembered from the trailer there was like the pipe sort of moving along like a worm oh yeah um there's all sorts of strange things like literally several like maybe like the third or the second level in uh it already peaks because you hit that and then it turns into like a, a musical it was like piranha plants on parade oh and wow. it's just a chorus a beautiful like musical machine chorus. yeah yeah but that's the one exactly ah flip you i won't do what you tell me um yeah it was amazing it was amazing there's got hang on i've got this tom uh, Mar- oh, come on, Mariuello. Uh, yeah, no, come on. We've got to do it in fewer syllables than that. Tom, oh, I can't. Mariello. Sure. <laughs> Damn it! It was like right there. To, um, uh, Luigi Morello. Sure. There we go. We'll take anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Just um, the piranha plants playing balls on parade. They, yeah, I mean, speaking of, another one, that they, they honestly have missed the trick with this because uh, a few levels after you have these um, uh, balls, I forget the, the Mario universe name for them, but they are literally stampeding. They are on parade as well. Brilliant. Uh, and that's one of the things where... Um, Actually, one of the more difficult levels as well uh, that I played, um, at least you know, in my early sort of stage, uh, they're just... Um, stampeding through and you've got to like uh, remain on because uh, you can walk on top of them and you've it just uh, it becomes a very uh, very difficult sort of more challenging aspect so there are challenging levels there mm-hmm. I think that was more of an optional thing um, and yeah pretty much every single time there's like like I said there's there's a surprise in every level and it's very uh, yeah. very delightful very nice to see that amazing um, presentation good music colourful that sort just, of thing just peak Mario yeah you, yeah you can't really complain of it it's like I say it's uh it's done that classic Nintendo thing where it's like you know what to expect and yet they still sort of add in some yeah. surprises. So it's like... The magic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and and on a, a final note as well, uh, the music, you know, 
uh, as well as having uh, Tom Luigi Mariolo <laughs> of course in there, yeah. um, you've you've got just fantastic music overall. Rage like, Against the Mushroom. Uh, oh, there you go. Well done. That's not quite good, is it? And uh, it's stop all right. for applause. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you, everyone. Okay. Thank you. Hands on the wheel now if you're driving. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the music uh, as a whole, they've really sort of revamped it and made it like a part of the the levels and the whole experience. Like. Uh, even so far as like every time you do a, a little ground pound it goes like it's like a little drum like tsh, tsh, oh, like a very good very good yeah. Um, so yeah really really delightful I see why it's got such crazy numbers with the reviews yeah um, and yeah just a very special game then yeah it just reminds me of like you know what yeah not every game needs to have like uh, 500 hours of, of stuff like mm-hmm. this is this is delightful this is lovely so excellent yeah. Oh, well, that's that's really lovely. I think uh, gamers were spoiled last weekend, quite frankly, oh, yeah. weren't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, what a what a, an absurd year for video games. <laughs> it is continuing to be. Too much to choose from. It's still not over yet. We've still got games to yeah. come. And, uh, God, the Game of the Year conversation at the beginning of next year, which is when we normally do it, Look. is going to be out of control. Gollum. Gollum all the way. Gollum's going to win, and that King Kong game as well. <laughs> oh, my God. James, thank you so much for, for chatting with us. Thank I think we're going to hop me. over now to Ashton, who's going to yes. talk about the seventh guest, VR. Oh, oh, and we're back in the review corner, but James Jenkins is gone, He's and gone. Ashton Matthews is here. I'm here now. Hello, Ashton Matthews. Hello, Ben Potter. What is the seventh guest, please? It is a VR puzzle horror game Yeah. Um, that has live action... I wouldn't call them cutscenes, but they're not really cutscenes. They're mm. kind of just like ghostly apparitions that okay. you are seeing um, that are actual real people who've recorded stuff in a studio. Mm. So it looks pretty good. An FMV It is an FMV kind of doodah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it's it's really good. It was sent to us by Evolve PR and Vertigo Games, so thank you so much for sending us a code for this. We've already said the thing. We've already done the thing, bit. so we're not going to yeah. say that, but thank you for sending us anyway. Um, I played it on MetaQuest. Yes. Two, MetaQuest 2, uh, not the first one. And I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really clever. Um, it's a little bit, as I think with most VR games, it's a little bit janky in places mm-hmm. in that sometimes like it would tell me I was leaving the play area when I was just kind of reaching out. Um, if I like moved my head to the side, it would think that I've put my like my headset down and it would tell me I've left the play area but you know these things are mainly not an issue if you have a bigger space but maybe it's just because I didn't have much uh, big space Right. but um, I really enjoyed the puzzles I thought they were really clever mm-hmm. took me a while to figure a few of them out but they're not like it's not because they didn't tell me what I was doing it's because I was being silly so um, I encountered a few bugs and a few kind of things that just didn't work so you get this like a map thing um, in one hand and you have like this time rewind lantern in the other hand okay so you can shine the lantern on certain objects and they will either like reform or they will go back to how they were at the time um and then sometimes with the map i was trying to like press like the help button and it just was like yeah so you, you highlighted the help button and i'm like yeah can I press it? No. And it's like, no, you Just can't. Don't be silly. Um, but basically, the premise is that there's an evil toy maker okay. that owns this house, and he invited six guests to come to this dinner party. Um, 
there's like a Broadway starlet, mm. a businessman, an unhappily married couple. Proper Cluedo stuff. Yeah, yeah. A magician and a woman who drinks too much. That um, could be any of us. And also a wee boy. Who, a wee boy? Who was not invited, I don't think. Right. But he just kind of appears at the end, okay. like after you've met all the guests. And this toy maker has a bit of a habit mm. of killing kids or making kids go missing and so he's like where's the boy where's the boy gotta find the boy and he's like kind of not torturing but like scaring all of his guests into trying to find the boy okay um so do you play as just like a so someone who's there yeah you're like visiting after the fact so everything you're seeing are kind of like flashbacks and you're being guided by this like childlike kind of butterfly-esque character who you don't know who it is it's just like mystery voice unknown voice and she's kind of telling you like we have to go this way look the dining room's open now follow me and then she'll just flap away um but yeah she's kind of trying to help you figure out the story about what's happened um it's really cool because every time you shine your lantern at a painting the painting changes so it'd be like a bit spooky thing so it's like oh this guy's had his wife next to him now he's holding his head um and at one point there was one where it just made his head real tiny and I was like brilliant this is so my is it favorite actually one. like genuinely unsettling and scary or is it sort um, of a bit tongue-in-cheek you know disney's it's... haunted mansion kind of thing i don't know really i think that like it has elements where it's like it's it's ominous yeah. in in places but because i think it's i don't know it's a bit like hokey in the same way that i think a lot of like horror-esque games can be a bit hokey in the sense of like you know when something's going to happen and um it's not scary i wouldn't say i've not like jumped out of my skin at any point or been like too scared to like walk down a corridor for example um whereas there's other games in vr which have given me that fear of like i don't want to go down there i don't know what's happening right so it's more i think it's more of a puzzle game set in a ghostly mansion more than it is like a horror game with puzzles Mm -hmm. you know what i mean okay yeah i see yeah Um, but is, it's good. Is it based on... Is it like a re-release of an older game? I've heard the name Seventh Game. Yeah, so it's based on a game that came out in the 90s. And it's like a VR retelling. It's not like a remake. Right. It's like a, a completely new game, but it's based on this one. Oh, nice. But yeah, I recommend it. If you've got a Meta Quest, I think it's also available on PSVR 2 and potentially also Steam VR. So if you've got it, why not have a look, see if you can have this one a go. Perfect for Halloween, I would a say. A great Halloween treat. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Ashton. No problem. Shall we go back to the podcast? Yes, let's. Wow, that was nice, wasn't it? Now it's time for question two. It comes from Chris McVeigh. Hi, Bap. It's more Spider-Man question, but hey, who cares? Um, <laughs> it's a specific thing. Yeah, Spider-Man 2's fast travel mechanic has been one of the game's main talking points from a technological technological standpoint. While it's incredible to see it in action, what struck me about it is that I was under the impression it shouldn't be newsworthy anymore. Instant loading was touted as the big new thing for this generation with the power of the new consoles and SSDs, and yet we're three years in and it's still headline news when a game manages to do it. Considering the previous showcases for this sort of thing was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, do you think this SSD magic is something Insomniac are uniquely good at, or do you think we'll start seeing more of it now that support for last-gen consoles is fading? Ooh. Ooh. Thanks, Chris. Um, it, it is amazing, the fast travel mechanic. Like, yeah. absolutely instant. It truly is quite bonkers. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't used it a single time because I just want to swing, but I have seen video of it, so I, I know how I'm it I'm always, like... Uh, 
I like surprised when it happens so quickly. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll just fast travel here. And I almost instinctively like put the mm. controller down yeah. to wait out to the loading screen. You can't, you can't eat snacks And then suddenly anymore. he's swanging around and I'm he's like, swanging. oh gosh, oh God, oh God. I actually have a little write up here from Eurogamer because it could have been even faster. Mm. No, Marvel Spider-Man 2's fast travel holds to confirm prompt is not hiding a load oh, point. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It could have been even faster, but developer Insomniac made the decision to value player usability over speed and scoring points on the internet. Spider-Man 2's fast travel capabilities have been widely shared across social media and are so slick that some players uh, have said they believe the requirement to hold down a button and confirm your fast traveling before shooting off across the game's map was all designed as a bit of trickery to hide background loading. Well... That's not the case. This theory has now been squashed by Insomniac's own director of core technologies, Mike Fitzgerald. As part of a Reset Era thread discussing Spider-Man 2's review scores, Fitzgerald said Insomniac discussed removing the hold to confirm prompt in a bid to address that accusation before it ultimately decided this wasn't the best idea. It was correctly pointed out to me that having a confirmation window was important for player usability, which at the end of the mm -hmm. day is far more important than internet cred points, even though we love our internet cred points, <laughs> Fitzgerald wrote, adding a smiling emoji at the end. Oh. So there, realistically, you could have just pressed triangle and been there. Mm. But yeah. they, uh, and he goes on to say that if you don't believe me, when you're holding triangle, see see how late you can back out of, of the whole engagement. Because if it was hiding a loading screen, then it would surely lock you into the fast travel. Mm -hmm. But you can get it all that, you know, it's like a and you can let go at the last second and not fast travel. Mm -hmm. So mental. It could have mental. been quicker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do wonder if, I, I, I don't know if I think necessarily that Insomniac are uniquely good at this. I think perhaps that... Uh, they, they've had a, a couple of good ones that are, have been notable just for uh, the way... I think it's presentation as much as anything else. I think the Spider-Man one, uh, it, it's kind of a, a contextual thing or a, um, uh, yeah, a presentation thing, really, is the way that you kind of expect... We're so used to, as Ashton says, we're so used to fast travel specifically being a thing where you then put down your controller. Um, and so to be able to fast travel that quickly and there'd be nothing in in between that's kind of a that's unique in itself but i don't think it's that they are doing anything special there i think that it's perhaps just the first time we've we've seen it presented in that way mm -hmm. if that makes any sense um so i i think to be able to just cross a city like that is something kind of brand new but that's partly because spider-man happens to be set in new york if you see what i mean mm -hmm. whereas there are other games where you could probably do very similar things but there's just something about being spider-man and going from one end of new york to another that kind of makes it feel even more special than uh perhaps things that are happening in in other games at, mm. right now already um i don't know though i'm trying to because I've, I've been trying to think with this question of other games that are doing it as well as that and I don't know. I guess I am struggling a little bit, but I don't know if it's because Insomniac have any kind of Demon Souls magic. loaded really fast, yeah. but there was still a loading screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that I think my thing is that I know obviously it's not maybe the biggest open world, but it's also not tiny. Like this isn't a small location. There's a lot it's got to load. And I think that part of me is just like I think Insomniac are great and I think that they are starting to be Sony's kind of like forerunner in making games for the PlayStation 5 yeah. 
because they're making games for the PlayStation 5. Yeah, yeah, that's the only that's thing that they're like, you know, they're not, it's not PS4 and PS5 anymore. It's designed with the PS5 in mind, which is why, like I was saying before, it feels like they're engaging so many of the mechanics in the PS5 controller because they are, because that's what they have to work with and they know their specs, they know what they can do and they're designing a game for those specs, for that SSD. Yeah. Whereas... I feel like, and I feel kind of like I'm going to get called out for saying this, but then when you look at like Starfield, and again, these are not the same, I understand, I understand that, but like when you're in a small area of Starfield and it's still going through like a, t a minute or two loading screen in the same city, in the same area, it's it's quite telling when you can tell a game has been made for a variety of platforms yeah. with different specs in mind, handling a completely different set of information for each thing. And I just think that they're just so good at making games for the PS5 because it's so tailored for the PS5. Um, and I think maybe if more like does uh, developers were given the opportunity to make games exclusively for the PS5, maybe we'd see a lot more of this. Mm -hmm. But given that most of Sony's other first-party developers are still making games for PS4 and 5, I think we're not going to see as many people being able to dive headfirst into utilizing the mechanics of a PS5 until they're allowed to just focus on that. Like, I wonder how different God of War could have been yeah. if it was just for PS5. And the same yeah. with Horizon Forbidden West. I wonder how much that would change had it just been designed for the PS5. Mm. So Insomniac, I think they are unique in what they're doing because they're seemingly the only ones allowed to do it. So yeah, we'll have to see going forward if there's going to be more first party Sony stuff that is the same level in yeah. terms of using the specs. I think Chris is right in that it it definitely, the, the longer this generation goes on, it's seemingly more and more obvious that it is absolutely last generation, which is hampering yeah. the speed and the stability and they're basically just the resources of studios. They're having to focus, I know, on the Xbox uh, side of things. Yeah. There's, there's a huge issue at the moment with the Series S, which mm -hmm. is causing headaches for a lot <laughs> of developers uh, because of that requirement. I would love to see what Starfield would look like built for series x from mm. the ground up you know i would i would genuinely love to see that i don't think necessarily you're going to see much of a visual improvement but certainly load times and performance yeah. you would imagine would be much better um but the whole point of this generation as chris says is we were promised like it was meant to be more about quality of life as much as anything else yes the, the graphics are going to get better and they have got yes. better but they're meant the games are meant to run better we're meant to be getting better frame rates they're meant to be you know crashing less with fewer bugs um and the uh, quite frankly the opposite has been true mm -hmm. for a number of tempo releases you know it's it's been widely covered that these games are crashing and they're not running at 60 frames you know and and why isn't that why can't we do that still? Mm. And most of the time, it's because there's a last-gen version as well. Or not necessarily because, but there is a last-gen version of that game as well. And you have to wonder if they weren't making a game that could run on both. And yes, I know that it's more complicated than that. Then surely it would run. Surely things would be a lot better, wouldn't it? Surely we'd be getting these 60 frames per second games that aren't crashing all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so the further we move into this generation, I, I really do believe that these things will become more and more common. You know, the fast loading times will become more and more commonplace and that's how it should be. And quite frankly, as, as soon as the last generation is is like 
done and dusted, the better, because it really does feel like there are very few developers who are able to focus on a current gen experience. Mm. Um, that being said, though, I still really think that Insomniac deserves their flowers because there is no one else really doing it. Yeah. And God, it's impressive. Like, it's really impressive. And it really goes to show what is possible. So it feels like they never miss. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. They're just banger after just banger after banger. Incredibly consistent studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. It's interesting that, you know, I agree that it, it probably is partly down to the fact that they are able to just develop exclusively for the one console and just mm-hmm. optimize it completely. But uh, it's interesting that with previous generations, we have had this, this period of like cross-generational game release. Um, and is this maybe the a time where it's been at its most obvious that the previous generation is holding back current gen? I don't because think so. You, you don't think so? I, I, oh, sorry, as, as in I, I'm agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know that, say, PS4 and PS3 cross-gen cross, cross gen game releases, hmm. you would maybe see the, the difference might be graphical more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. But performance-wise, things seemed to run as well on both. Um, and same with Xbox as well. Like, But... Now, in terms of performance, more than anything else, you're just seeing this, this like real issue where you've got your, your cross promotional, uh, cross cross generational games versus something like this, um, where that's really mm. seems to be showing the difference. Yeah, I can only assume that currently the PS5 and Xbox Series versus Xbox One and PS4, they are basically speaking very broadly here, the same machine. Yeah, which is why we've got backwards compatibility as as a thing. Whereas the previous generations, that wasn't always necessarily the case and it was a little bit more complicated. Uh, Apart from, you know, FIFA, which was still releasing on PS2 up until like Mm. six or seven years ago or something (laughs) crazy. Uh, But yeah, I think you're right. This is, it it has never been more obvious. I'm wondering if with the release of the new PlayStation 5 Slim, if we'll start to see more of a shift in that more games will start becoming solely for PlayStation 5. Mm. Now that we're like midway through the generation and we've got a second version of the console. I mean, like you say, it's been so long now and we're still getting a lot of these big games for PlayStation 4 and 5. And again, that's great. And I'm happy for PlayStation 4 players, especially with the difficulty of getting a PS5 and the price of them. But I do wonder when they'll get to the point where they'll say like, okay, enough now. Because mm-hmm. it feels like it's been a long time that we're kind of like lingering on also PlayStation 4. Yeah. I mean, so. I'd I'd hope that whatever the hell it is that they're working on internally that isn't a flipping live service game <laughs> is now purely in development for PS5. Mm-hmm. You would hope so. At this point, you would hope so. Because uh, we've had some amazing games, but they have not performed as well as they probably could have done. Uh, if if they were developed exclusively for for next gen. Mm -hmm. So there we are. Well, let us know what you think. It's time for something a little bit strange. A little bit peculiar. Uh, And it's in the news. It's It's weird news. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you'd like to submit some weird video game news to us, you can do so on the relevant social media platform. And Sorry. Underneath the post that goes out on a Tuesday. Tuesday. just the note, hang on. I've, th- I've been or thrown if you off want to now. to guarantee yourself a shout out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and become a podcast producer, just like GUI Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson, Katie Jarrett, Eric CU, Potato Track 99, Neurodivergers, Meldy Elbolet, Nexus Polaris, Gabrielle Philippine, Blake Thomas, Janet Wicks, and Great Gigity. Thank you, podcast Thank producers. You podcast producers. What you got, Peter? Uh, I've got some weird news that was sent in by Dan Wilson at iDanWilson on Twitter. Is that funny? I just like the name. Hello, iDanWilson. This is according to metro.co.uk for some reason. uh, (laughs) Written by Michael Beckwith, who says, Awesome Games Done Quick 2024 will feature first ever dog speedrunner. Yes. Nice. Um, then there's a picture of, I think, the actual dog. And it says, if a goldfish can learn how to play Elden Ring, anything is possible. Picture from YouTube. It's a good, good. It's a good cute dog, though. It Look is. at that good boy. That's a great dog. Yeah, you can't really see. But there it is. There's a dog. It's in the link dump. Yeah. Uh, a speedrunner has trained their dog to play an old NES game and wants to show off their skills at the next year's AGDQ event. It seems the best way to get people to check out speedrunning. A speedrunning attempt is to add some bizarre stipulation. One Sekiro Shadows Die Twice player filmed himself clearing it blindfolded, and Baldur's Gate 3 has a dedicated category for just reaching a sex scene as quickly as possible. Next year's awesome game... Spoilers. What could that mean? <laughs> Next year's or I didn't know that was in this write-up. Next year's Awesome Games Done Quick event, however, will be breaking new ground as it will feature a literal dog as one of its participants. Yes, you read that right. <laughs> For the first time ever, someone is bringing their pet Shiba Inu to speedrun a video game. Unfortunately, they will not be running Silent Hill 2 in reference to one of its joke endings, but will instead be playing Gyromite, one of only two NES games that made use of Nintendo's ROB accessory. I don't even know what it is. It is hyperlinked, but... Who's got the time? (laughs) The dog, named Peanut Butter... Great name for a dog. ...won't be using said accessory and will instead play the game using a custom-made controller while receiving instructions from his owner, Speedrunner JSR. 
This won't be Peanut, Peanut Butter's debut speed run, though, as he completed a gyromite run this past summer, beating it in just under 25 and a half minutes. You can watch a video wow. of it below, which JSR says took years of training. Look at that thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> that dog is concentrating. It is, oh yeah. Oh, my God, cute. The goal for AGDQ is to clear the game in less than 30 minutes. So between its short length and the presence of a cute dog, this run is bound to attract a lot of attention. Aww. JSR will be participating in G AGDQ himself and attempting to complete uh, Castlevania III Drag uh, Dracula's Curse in under 40 minutes. Wow. Well, I'll be watching that. that sounds mm. great. Yeah, absolutely. I love when dogs have either a person's name or when they're just named after a thing. Mm -hmm. Like when uh, when we thought about getting a dog, I was going to call it Bimbag. Bimbag is a good name. Yeah. Is a good name. Yeah. BB for sure, you know. Um, I have some news. Comes from Samuel Benson on Facebook. It's on GameSpot.com by Eddie Makuch, maybe. Um, Blizzard put real human blood in a PC and you can win it. Blizzard also announced a campaign where you can get free Diablo 4 content by donating blood. Oh, that explains why I saw a reply saying this seems unhygienic. But yeah. it, I thought they were just talking about doing blood donations. <laughs> mm. like, no, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, now through November 20th, everyone aged 18 or older in the US who donates blood at any blood donation center in the US in the US, um, can earn free content for Diablo 4. Blizzard also announced a special sweepstakes where play players can win a PC with real human blood in it. No thanks. No. People need to log their blood on the Blood Harvest website to be eligible for free content. Blizzard is aiming to reach a collective 666 quarts of blood donated. Yeah. But even if the campaign falls short, players will earn a reward at 33 and 66% of the goal, with the final reward going out for the campaign reaches the full 666 quart target, which is good. I'm glad that they're doing yeah, this campaign. Yeah, it's for a good cause. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is 1,332 donations. They could definitely do that. Yeah. That's easy. Um, if the full amount is reached, everyone, everyone a Diablo 4... If the full amount is reached, everyone Diablo 4 player, whether they donated blood or not, will be entered into a sweepstake to win a custom-made PC featuring real human blood as part of its liquid cooling system. Excuse me, how is that legal? Here's what it looks like. Disgusting. There you go. Inf infused with real human blood. Whose blood it's, is it? I don't know. It says, we don't know whose blood is in the PC. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. Like This, this feels um, so unsanitary. Yeah, and mm. then there's just basically a bunch of rewards. But the main part of this is that they've made a PC with uh, actual real human blood in it. Brilliant. Apparently. What happens to blood if you just leave it? Well, out? I Does assume that like it's probably... It's got to have been di diluted, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's probably just like... probably have like, chemicals yeah. in it that stop it from... This article's written badly, Eddie. You should you should rewrite this oh, one. Eddie. Oh, Sorry Eddie. about it. Blimey. I've got a weird news sent in by Andrew Shug at Ashug on Twitter. And this is an article from Eurogamer written by Victoria Kennedy. Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 3 sex speedrunners are now bedding Lizelle in under two minutes. And wow. the subtitle says, come again. <laughs> Oh, very good. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 speedrunners are still trying to see how quickly they can have sex in the game. And today, one player managed to break the two-minute barrier. This brisk performance was achieved by May, a known speedrunner in this Baldur's Gate 3 community. May previously managed to complete a sex any percent speedrun in just under eight minutes and has been whittling that time down ever since. How do you do that? 
After just over two months, the Baldur's Gate 3 speedrunning community has finally peaked. The two-minute barrier has been shattered, May celebrated on their YouTube channel earlier today. We can now bang Lizelle in under two minutes, even faster than a speedrunner can last in real life. Wow. <laughs> this is the world's first sub-two-minute run and the new world record. As to how May managed to bed Lizelle, it involved a lot of jumping and cunning gameplay that managed uh, that meant certain battles could be avoided. Conversations also happened at a super fast speed, but eventually Lizelle says those all-important words, I've come to sate you and be sated. Great. In two minutes. How? May managed to get here in one minute and 58 seconds, as you can see in the video below. Who needs XP when you have sex pee? That doesn't sound great. Indeed. No. If you too are looking to woo members of your Baldur's Gate 3 party, hyperlink to a guide. You should always have a post-sex pee. Yeah, you, you should. You should. It's good. You, you don't, don't want UTI. You don't yeah. want an infection. No, exactly. There we are. So you could you could do that if you're as good as May is at speedrunning. I literally cannot even fathom. Like having played the beginning of that game, it's I it's only two minutes how? long. You should watch the video. I will. I will. For research purposes. For I want to see a purposes. dog speedrun the sex uh the sex run. Uh, in two minutes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. With commands from its owner, <laughs> just pressing big buttons. <laughs> oh, sure. dear. That was weird news. It's now time for the big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion that this week comes... Oh, goodness. This week comes courtesy of Hannah O'Neill. Hey, hey, Bap. With the upcoming release of the Metal Gear Solid collection, there is no mention of Kojima in its credits despite it being a series that is a big part of his legacy. Do you think uh, that it's fair to try to avoid the fact that Kojima had anything to do with the game, or does the series stand on its own merit without needing Kojima? Love you, Hannah. Love you. Thank you, Hannah. Love you, Hannah. Got a write-up here from VGC. Kojima, whose relationship with Konami went sour during the development of Metal Gear Solid 5 and led to him cutting ties with the publisher, isn't named in the credits for the new collection. This has been confirmed. This was released ahead. This story, sorry, went out ahead of the game's release. Mm. This has been confirmed by multiple players who received early copies of the game and are streaming it on Twitch. Kojima's name still appears in the credits of the individual games themselves, as these are simply ports of the original games with little alteration. But the wrappers for each game, which contain their own credit screens, don't mention Kojima, nor do they mention David Hayter or the rest of the cast. Instead, the collection's new credits simply thank all original Metal Gear series staff and fans. While Konami is under no obligation to add a new credit named... To add a new credit name checking Kojima in re-releases of its games, this isn't the first time a remaster has failed to acknowledge the creators of its source material uh, by name. Earlier, this, uh, oh my goodness, sorry, you got this. Don't worry. Earlier this year, <laughs> developers who were originally involved in the making of Metroid Prime criticized Metroid Prime Remastered for omitting them from its credits. Rather than listing everyone who worked on the original game, Remastered's credits r simply include a single screen that says "Based on the work of Metroid Prime original Nintendo GameCube and Wii version development staff." Rubbish. Anyway, there we are. That's the write-up. So he is still credited in the games. Within yeah. the games, because he probably has to be, legally. And it doesn't sound... Well, I mean, the reviews of the Metal Gear collection are kind of all over the place. Yeah. Because it sounds like, as you would maybe come to expect from Konami, to be extremely low effort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, of course, the original games are just intact and haven't been altered. Yeah. Uh, but he's not the only one who's been omitted. It's no, it's, it's not everyone. just him. Um, Hannah, Hannah's question is, uh, do you think it's fair to avoid the fact that Kojima had anything to do with it, or does the series stand on its own merit without needing Kojima? I think those aren't necessarily... Uh, I don't think it's necessarily one or the other. I think that 
the series probably can stand on its own without needing Kojima in the sense that it's not going to be in any sort of trouble without the fact that they've mentioned him um, or sorry, with the fact that they haven't mentioned him. Uh, but I don't think it's fair to have left him out. I think mm. that uh, the decent thing to do with, you know, not just Metal Gear Solid, but as you know, you mentioned Metroid Prime, Ben, um, you should at least be crediting some of the sort of the major staff, like the kind of the director and the, you know, maybe maybe people who are in charge of art direction and producer or, you know, lead developer, people like that. Um, they should be recredited, I think, rather than just a big lump everyone in special thanks to the team who worked on the original. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, it. it's not like um, people sit through the credits and uh, you have to keep them really interesting. You, you know, like you can't even give the excuse that like, oh, well, we can't thank everyone because then the credits will be really long and people will get bored. No one's sitting and watching the credits getting excited anyway. So it... No one will lose anything by you extending your credits by just pasting mm-hmm. some more text in there. There's literally nothing to lose by doing that. And actually, a fair bit to gain by just duly crediting people who deserve just a little shout out to not only say uh, you did a good job back then, but because you did a good job back then, we've been able to re-release your game and make more money off you. Um, so thanks for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think these people should be credited. I think Kojima should have been credited here. Um, but I do think it it will just sort of, it will be fine without him mm. uh, having been named. Maybe I'm totally off base here, but um, I don't think that it really matters that he's not been credited, that everyone's not been credited in the rapper because they're credited in the individual games. Mm. Um, and I think that if it, they'd credited everyone and not credited him, then yeah, there would be a problem. It's very different, isn't it? But clearly they've just like, they've lumped everyone in. And as much as obviously it's not maybe the most respectful thing, they've not removed the credits. Like everyone's names are still on these games in the game. They're just not on, you know, this one specific place. So I don't know if it's really that big of a deal. I think that like... The average person who played Metal Gear, like we say with a lot of the time when we're discussing things about games, we're in the sphere. So maybe people might not even know or care who Hideo Kojima is. So for the most people, I mean, admittedly not people who are probably buying the collection, they probably do know who Kojima is. But, um, you know, most people don't know and don't care. And that's fine. Like this, they had this falling out, and some people cared, some people didn't. But I just think that it doesn't really matter that much. I agree that it, it doesn't matter. No, I, I still think they should have done. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think like really... in the context of like this situation where they've they've not taken the credits out, they're still credited at the end of the games. It's just this one specific place. I don't think it's that deep, really. I don't think Hideo is going to care. And I don't think the original creators are going to care. They're probably just going to be annoyed that they've done such a botched job yeah, with the, the collection. But I I don't really think it matters because, like I said, there's still credit. If they'd like got rid of all the credits and then just put, yeah. yeah, thanks for making the games, I guess, then like that's one thing. But they're still credited in the games. Their names are still on the actual games themselves. It's just this one specific place. And I think that people are maybe reading into it a bit too much. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion. At some point, we are going to find out what the hell happened. Yeah. 
we still have no idea. We know that Kojima is a headstrong creative. We know that Konami have made practically nothing of note since he left. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's two sides to this story, and I personally would really like to know what happened. But surely it's you want been... The goss. I want the goss. <laughs> Everyone wants the goss. Mm -hmm. It's been so long since MGS5 released. What was that? 2015? 2016? Yeah. Maybe 2015, I think. It's, it's been a long time. There's a good chance that the people he fell out with are still at Konami, but there's an equally good chance that they might not be, or that maybe both sides have just kind of mellowed out a bit since mm. then, and it's actually not a big deal anymore. Um, as you said, Ashton, they have not credited anyone. So it's not like he's being singled out yeah. here. But obviously, this was always going to make headlines. And you're also right, people. People. I need to lie down. Um, you're also right in that the easiest and right thing to do would have just been to put the credits in again. Like, yeah. how hard would that have been? Mm. And hey, if you want to maybe mend some fences and maybe come out of this looking like the bigger person out of this whole fallout, put in a special thanks, a special for, Hideo, thanks Hideo for, for Hideo yeah. Kojima because yeah. this is his series and you did Metal Gear Survive or whatever it was called and that was the last game in the Metal Gear series and it was really bad and it didn't have him in and man I'm just still kind of cross about Metal Gear Solid 5 because that had so many plot points that didn't go anywhere because he didn't bloody finish the game mm -hmm. there's so many chapters that were just kind of abandoned it's like here's the end so that doesn't make any sense that's great. Really good. Good stuff. Still praised as one of the best games ever made. Doesn't have an ending. Mm. I'm cross about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think the real crime here is that they've done such a crap job. Yeah, they just couldn't be asked. With this remastered collection. They've got a couple of like museum-y bits, but apparently those may have been lifted from previous like iterations of the game. Yes, it is lovely and convenient to have all these games together on one platform where you can play them all and they've got achievement and trophy support and that kind of stuff. That's great. And hopefully they'll do a second part which has, which un, uh, lets, uh, sorry, Metal Gear Solid 4 out of its prison on PS3 because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. it's been stranded there since 2008. Um, but yeah, I, d I don't necessarily think this is, this is, this is anything significant. Uh, and I don't think they're necessarily, I don't even imagine it was an intentional slight They've at all. not even thought about I this don't think even thought a about little it. bit. It's just like every, by the sounds of this collection, it's, the bare minimum is yeah. what they've done. And this is the bare minimum. Rather than recreating or importing all the credits from the other games to thank everyone, they've just lumped everyone in because yeah. they couldn't be bothered yeah. Yeah. to this do is, that. This is just, here you go. Yeah. It's the games again. And it's good that they are then, as, as we've said, credited within each individual game. Whereas mm. if some... Because it's you know it's a collection. Whereas if some standalone game was brought out as a remaster, so they just remastered MGS One as a single entity and redid their own credits, and within just that single set of credits, it just said, "And thanks to everyone who originally worked on yeah. this game." Mm. Then that would be a bit more like it would be. You should have put Kojima's name in there and probably everyone else as well. But yeah, they would have are to in there somewhere. So they'd have to work so hard to scrub his name from it mm -hmm. because it's yeah. like it's a it meme. Literally is on it's it's all over the intro of every single game. You know, red, a redacted uh, game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hideo Kojima game written by Hideo Kojima, directed by Hideo. Kojima, you know, mm. like it's it's all over it. You mm -hmm. would that would really be headline grabbing pettiness yeah. there mm -hmm. but that's not what they've done 
They've, as you said, Ashton, they've not thought about it at all and they don't care. And that's what we've ended up with. Yeah. I hope we get another Metal Gear game at some point, personally, because he worked with a lot of talented people and I'm fairly sure there are probably folks out there who could who could keep that series going. As sacrilege as that sounds, I think Metal Gear Solid could continue without Kojima. There might even be folks there who haven't fallen out with him who could just very quietly get in touch with him and say yeah. so what do you sort of want us to you do just have to listen to his yeah. brain farts just, podcast yeah. and adapt it loosely <laughs> into, yeah into this. brain farts well there we are that's the big discussion and that's the podcast for this week let us know what you thought of everything that we've discussed thank you so much for listening uh, there's a few places you can find us on the internet we're going to shout out now don't turn off the podcast yet no uh peter's going to start us off youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump all of our videos are out on youtube and almost all of our streams are on twitch with the occasional special treat on youtube <laughs> um and if you've got amazon prime you are paying for a bundle with various things that are in it and one of those things is a twitch sub you're paying for it already so you can spend that on us and you get all the usual benefits at no extra cost Oh, lovely. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all of which we are at Team Triple Jump on. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Our website is triplejud.mup. That's where you can find links to everything that we do. And why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms, and we'd really appreciate it. Ashton, can we have the sponsor again? Of course you can. He goes to all the pride parades, and he's there as an ally. It's Alan Woke too. His torchlight is a rainbow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rainbow colored. That makes yeah. me so mad for some reason. I just don't get it. Get why am I woke, so cross? Homie. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.